0: It was your average evening. The normally blue skies were turning a pale orange as the sun set. The evening breeze was rolling in, making everything a bit more relaxed and a little less hot. It was my last day of summer vacation in Florida, and I have to say I was very enthusiastic to be going home. Although my time there was great, and the locals treated me much better than my last trip to Florida, I was getting homesick if you could call it that. I was going into my second year of university in Waterloo, Ontario, and I was staying in a townhouse with some of my good friends from the first year. Garrett and Sean. I was new to the whole, our own place thing. I lived on campus most of the first year, only moving into the new place about a month before summer. Garrett and Sean were great. Probably more of the reason I was homesick over the home itself, and the place was pretty nice. It was recently built along with four others, all placed in a sort of a square. The back doors of each house led out into a little courtyard in the back. Think of it as a shared backyard. The idea was pretty neat, but nobody kept up the back lawn. All of our front lawns looked amazing. Bright green grass, healthy trees, and the house beside us, even at a small rose bush. The back, however, looked like something out of a horror movie. The trees were doing alright because they were hogging all the rain. The two birches in the back were massive. Their leaves created a great shade in the back, making it a great spot to read or relax. The grass, however, was yellow and white with entire patches just missing and replaced with dirt. The flower beds that scattered the back were filled with weeds and wildflowers. And on top of that, there were ant hills littered across the lawn, making ants in our houses a regular and annoying experience. And the actual houses themselves were not too shabby. All four were identical, save for the color of our roofs. Ours had a navy blue roof tile while our neighbors had gray, black, and brown, respectively. And this made for comic feuds between the houses, such as Blue House vs. Gray House. We would regularly play land games on Xbox, usually Halo, and the losing house had to do some sort of yard work in the back. And that was another reason I wanted to go back home. Garrett, Sean, and I had been playing a land party amongst our own house for about a week via text, We would have had more people but all the residences and the other houses were still on vacation or visiting family. My roommates themselves had only recently gotten back from their own vacations and I was a little worried that they had ditched me as neither had returned a text in 2 days and the ones near the end were very short and told me very little about what we were doing. The original plan was to hit up a few local bars and then to play some drunk Halo C.E. My bet was that they had found a party to go to, or something like that. And my trip home was uneventful. Canadian customs is the easiest thing to get through. Not that they're not thorough or don't do their job properly. They're just way less strict, and not nearly as in-your-face as American customs. The drive from the airport to home was great. I hadn't driven my Pontiac Sunfire in two weeks, and that little red pile of scrap was the best. I would installed some great subs and upgraded the stock speaker to some actually good quality ones. The one thing I cared about pretty much the most was the music. The car could be used as a derby car, but as long as it had good speakers, well, then I was in. Suffice it to say, when I got home after blasting music for 15 minutes, I was feeling pretty good. I walked up the steps and unlocked the door. I stepped in, took off my shoes, and carried on in. The interior of the house was something between what were they thinking and these guys are genius. The main game room, as we called it, was directly connected to the kitchen through two openings in both the left and right sides of the wall that went down the middle. From the game room, you could see the table through the left and the fridge through the right. This made seeing if anyone was stealing some of our beer during a land night was very easy. The cupboard, stove, and microwave were covered by the wall. Also connected to the game room was the main staircase, It led up one flight to the hallway. The hallway then split off into all of our rooms and one washroom. A laundry room was down a flight of stairs on the other side of the hallway. We kept the door to that room closed to keep the noise of the machines down. And finally, and most randomly, down a small corridor, just big enough to fit one person, from the game room was another washroom. This and the laundry room were the two things that I just never understood about the house. The rest was perfect. When I entered the game room, I was surprised to find that Garrett wasn't there. He usually is always in front of the TV. I went to my room and threw my luggage on my bed. I was down for some fun. I could unpack tomorrow. I left my room and went over to Sean's room, which was directly besides mine. He and Garrett were both standing there, looking out Sean's window. Haven't they seen me come in? And I was wondering why they didn't come say hi. I walked up and gave them both a gentle push forward. Hey guys, long time no see. What the hell are you guys doing? Garrett turned and looked at me. His eyes were bloodshot and his hair was a mess. It looked like he hadn't slept in days. You guys stoned? I asked, jokingly, knowing full well neither of them smoked anything, ever. Garrett shook his head and said in a slightly agitated voice, Tonight is off. Sean and I have decided to spend some time with our parents. It's been a while. He was right. Both of them neglected to visit their parents even once this summer. I went and saw mine before the trip, but they said they would go see them reading week which is what they did last year. Leaving during the summer to see their parents was odd for them. But hey, I miss my parents too, and I just saw them a couple of weeks ago. Garrett turned to Sean. Alan is here now. We can leave. Sean nodded, and they picked up their bags, which was placed on Sean's bed, and they left. I watched them get into Garrett's car and drive away. Are they waiting for me at the window? I asked myself. Garrett had said that they would leave now that I was here, suggesting that they had been waiting for a while. Is that why they were looking so tired? I put that out of my mind and decided tonight was going to be a game night, even if I was just by myself. I went to the game room and put the orange box, it's a collection of games made by Valve on one disc, into the Xbox. It started and I chose to play Half-Life 2, a beloved game from my younger years. I played through a few levels unhindered until I reached a level that really freaked me out when I was younger. We don't go to Ravenholm, it was called. The game itself is not a horror game, it's just this one horror level thrown into the mix It had zombies, a sense of forbidding, and dead bodies everywhere. I loved it, and I hated it. It turns out it was still pretty freaky for my more grown-up self. I'd just finished the level when I heard a loud screeching sound in the kitchen. At first, I was practically crapping myself out of fear, but I manned up and went in. For a split second, I thought I could see the image of a face on the shiny surface of the microwave. It was distorted but I could make out the dark, lifeless eyes and half a smile of broken teeth rotting in its face. I blinked and it was gone, but the image was burned into my mind. It was getting pretty late, about one in the morning, and I was getting pretty tired. I also just finished up a pretty scary level on Half-Life, and so I justified the event to superstition and went into the fridge and got a Red Bull. I returned to my Xbox to find it off. Although this was unusual, it wasn't impossible. Xboxes tend to surprise you. When I attempted to turn it on again, it didn't work. I checked the back of it and found that it actually had been unplugged from the wall. Now although Xboxes can be surprising, this was just plain crazy. I could officially revoke my previous ban on my superstition. Nobody else is in the house. Nobody else is even in the other buildings. I'm alone, and Xboxes can't unplug themselves. I got up and ran as fast as I could to the door. I got into my car and drove to another buddy of mine's apartment. I gave him some story about how my internet was out and I had to do an online research paper for a summer course I was taking. He allowed me to stay the night to finish my paper. What he didn't know was that I was simply looking for asylum from my own house. In the morning, I decided to give my roommates a text to see when they were coming back, and if anything strange happened to them while I was gone. I drove back to my house, now less scared because it was day. I went to my room and wondered how I came up with the excuse to stay at my buddy's last night. I realized it was so easy, because it was true. I had taken a summer course to lighten the load for my second year. The course was just writing papers and doing research. It got you out of doing something else, so I didn't mind. I'd finished most of the material while I was at my parents, and at the beginning of the summer. And I only had two left. I decided that tonight I would finish one, and hope nothing like what happened the other night would happen again. I worked diligently for hours. I'd started around 2pm, stopping only for some food and a washroom break, and worked right until 9pm. Now over those hours, I had this constant feeling that I was being watched. I know it sounds cliche, but I'd never actually experienced that before. But I just kept feeling uneasy, and thinking someone was behind me. I never gave into these thoughts to look around, however. I figured this whole mess was just in my head, and if I ignored it, well, I'd be fine. After finishing the paper at nine, I browsed the internet for a few hours to cool my head off with some random nonsense. At around 12, my room suddenly became incredibly cold. I got up and tossed the blanket over myself to keep warm, not wanting to use more energy by messing with the thermostat. The blanket didn't help, however, and it just kept getting colder, unnaturally cold for inside of our house. Now, enough was enough so I got up and made my way to the hallway where the thermostat was. As I opened the door I looked to my left where the device was to see the laundry room door open. I had put laundry in when I got in this morning, but I could have sworn that I closed the door. I moved to it. I reached for the doorknob and stopped my hand dead in motion. Just down that staircase, out of the darkness, was a dark, shadowy figure. It was roughly my size, although it was hard to see from the top of the stairs, its arms were contorted and mangled they looked smashed and broken on its left hand it had long claw-like looking fingers it was looking down and i stood there baffled terrified and shocked my heart was racing the beads of sweat rolled down my face my mouth ran dry and i found myself holding my breath the thing made a motion to move its head, and I had had enough. I ran down the hallway with the full intention of leaving this house and not coming back. But I couldn't. I was blocked by something. I couldn't see anything in my way, but if I tried to move forward, my legs wouldn't budge. And I slowly looked back. The thing was still looking down, but had made it halfway up the stairs, It had placed its claw-like fingers on the wall and was dragging them with it, creating an eerie scratch noise, much like nails on a chalkboard. Unable to move forward, I retreated to my roommate's room to the right of my own, the one furthest away from that thing. I closed and locked the door behind me, and I made a move for the window. I attempted to lift it, but it wouldn't budge. The screeching had stopped though, so I figured I was safe in this room for now. And then I noticed something on Sean's desk. His laptop. Sean was a crazy blogger. He blogged all the time, no matter what. He used his laptop to blog on the go. The fact that it was there means he really must have been anxious to leave. Was this thing what made them all crazy? i realized i could check his blog he had to have talked about it i opened the laptop and entered in his password he had his blog as his home page so all i had to do was open google chrome and there it was now all of the blogs up until last week were his normal entries how his day went what he saw what he plans on doing later shit like that and then on they turned weird, strange even. You see, the first three of the week, he describes happenings very similar to those that had happened to me. Random noises, things moving around, electronics being unplugged, and seeing distorted faces and reflective surfaces. The next two, he started referring to a thing, which is also what I had been calling it. I guess there is... Really no better name for it. In his own words. When I closed my eyes, I could see it. It's always there. That face is always there. I see it everywhere I look. I see it even when I don't look. I gotta get it out of my head. It's toying with me. I know it. Draining me of my energy. Not letting me sleep. It wants to take me. Where? Where? I don't know I don't want to know I just want to get out but I can't I can't now there is no entry for the next day only a small box with the date and nothing in it underneath that was the last blog it was made on the last day of the week the day I went back it said Alan comes back today And after yesterday, I can't. He needs to know. He can't be here. But he has to. It's the only way. Garrett came in today. The thing won't let him leave. He's here with me. We'll wait together. And now I was here. Trapped in this room as Sean was. And I felt helpless. Outside this thing was probably sitting waiting its claw fingers on the door handle its face looking at the ground i closed my eyes to think and i almost fainted i opened my eyes immediately when i closed my eyes i saw its face i had to get out i began throwing things at the window Jean has a heavy lamp in his room i tried that first and it cracked slightly it was thick glass The screeching started again, this time on the door. At the same time, the door began bulging, as if this thing was going to push it right off of its hinges into the room, and I couldn't be here for that. I began throwing large books, his mini-safe, and other small items about the room. It was a futile effort, as nothing was working. I looked at the laptop. It was the only way. My last chance, my saving grace. I picked it up as the door fell in, and I didn't look back. The screeching was in the room now, only feet away from me. I threw the laptop at the window and it went straight through. I leapt after it. As I did so, I felt it touch my leg. As I went through the window, the glass cut deep into me, and I fell a small distance onto the wonderful grass. It was now littered with small pieces of glass that I began to crawl through, creating small cuts up my arms and on my hands. I kept crawling and didn't look back until I was at the ditch. I was bleeding out. I felt weak and I had lost all energy. Just what the thing had wanted. I looked back at the window and there it was, staring straight at me this time with a full glaring smile and its lifeless eyes directed straight at me. My vision blurried and my body went numb. I passed out and then I awoke screaming in the ditch in the morning. The first thing I did was check my leg. I had no pain and there was no tear in my jeans. I rolled them up and sure enough, not cut. My arms were clean too, no blood or glass anywhere. And then I looked up at the window and dreaded of what I might see. But it was clear. It wasn't broken, but not new. It was just the way it was before, as if nothing had happened. I noticed Garrett's car in the driveway and I rushed inside. Garrett was sitting on the couch playing games. Garrett? I was practically screeching at him. Well man, Chill. What's up? That thing, that thing that you guys saw was after me too. Why didn't you guys warn me? Dude, what? I mean, what thing? That week that I was planning the game night, Sean's blog said you guys got trapped in here, right? Um, well, to be honest, dude, I don't remember much of last week. It was too much drinking or something, I guess. I think that might be your problem here. You hit up the club last night. No, I was right here. I swear to you, I was right here. I talked to Sean and got a similar story. His laptop was just fine, and we couldn't find any blogs from that week. The only thing that remains unchanged is the scratches in my walls. My roommates claim they were always there, but I remember... I didn't forget like they did, I know what really happened, and now I need to get out of here.